I'm Gabby Lamb. And I'm Harper Rose Drummond. And you're listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, dirtiest, naughtiest, wildest secrets. Enjoy. Lee just ate a big, yummy hot burrito. Yum. <laughs> How was it? It was good. Lee. Yeah, his tummy's all nice and full. It's going to be bubbly in about 35 minutes. Yeah, he's going to have to shit real bad. Lee, I hope you stay hydrated. Welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. where The podcast where we love to eat into the microphone. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, we literally never do we that. We literally don't do well, that. Well, on Patreon, we did it two times, and that's all it takes. <laughs> and then we got fucked And then we got reamed out. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm saying this. I'm, I'm saying this. Okay. As a, uh, just to put it out there. Okay. So I can keep myself accountable. I'm going to try and not cuss as much as possible unless it's in the stories so we don't have to edit every clip like crazy. Wow. If we swear less, we will be monetized on YouTube too. Okay. Every video, every video is limited ad. Really? Uh, yeah, limited okay. ad revenue because every single line has a swear in it. So here's the thing. When I was 22 okay. years old, I dated this guy. Okay. And he told me his biggest complaint about me was that I had the mouth of a sailor. And I said, oh, get over it. And I said, oh, get do you think it. you could have described that in a way that makes me not want to curse you out? Because I don't feel like you're setting me up for success when you explain your feelings in a way that makes me want to use every... When you explain your feelings in a way that makes you sound like a big, fat, giant, wet... See, Well... Stay, stay um, vigilant out there for the curse words. Yeah. So you know what? Ooh, maybe that. Hard. Maybe that square had a point. <laughs> That's good. Oh. This is hard. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try and not cuss unless it's in the stories. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, you literally already said a, a swear in the in the first. I did. Sentence of I the did. Show. But we're gonna restart and starting no. now. No. No more cussing. No more cursing. Unless it's in the story. Yeah. No more cussing. No more cursing. We're just gonna be delicate, dainty, fair ladies. I just want to see. I want to put myself to the ultimate test. Let's see how long we can go. We've I been here go. before. You realize that, have we? Yeah, yeah, we did try because we've done this. Before. One time, I tried. Well, someone commented that said that I yeah that we swear so much, and I was like, okay, let me get through. And I think I got I'm addicted to swearing. I think I got ten minutes in, and yeah. then I just started letting it rip. But here's the thing: these stories it's so hard not to. These stories do spike our adrenaline. They do. Cussing is so fun too. It just paints this like visceral picture. I love cussing. I'm not going to use any swear words, but when you say. Oh my God, I just ran into Jeff. Or, oh my God, I just ran into Jeff. That's that the latter is. It paints a picture. It, it's, it tells you almost everything you need to know. I don't yeah. even need to say anything more about Jeff uh, that's when I say it the second way. Yeah. When I say, oh, I ran into Jeff, I just give you nothing. And I, okay. And if you say, oh, hey, God, hey, excuse me, I need to run, I need to run to the restroom. I need to run to the restroom. No, no, I'm well, going to say, say, hey, bleep it. I got to go. I got to go take a fat. I gotta Beep. go take a fat steam. Yeah. Yeah. And that tells me that you just had a bite of Lee's breakfast burrito. Yes. Yes. I don't wanna. I've gotta, excuse me. I've gotta go to the ladies' room. Um, pardon me, mister. No, I've got something to drop. Oh. I've got a log. Yeah, the album's gotta go. Well, you can say a big steamy dump. Not as fun, though. Not as fun as saying no, a, as saying because... a fat. <laughs> You know, paints a better picture. It does. And here's the thing. We fancy ourselves, dare I say, wordsmiths. And I I think it's... (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm enjoying my monster energy, my zero sugar monster energy drink. Good. I'll tell you this. NPR, they always preface all of their podcasts with being like, if you'd like to listen to the version of this with no curse words, we've got one of those to offer. And I'm like, okay. Can you on. imagine if we did that on this podcast? Can you imagine being an adult? Can you imagine literally being an adult and saying, uh, I'd prefer to listen to the one with no profanity. Okay. What kind of virgin, weird life have you led that you can't listen to a TED talk that has a couple swear words in it? Well, I can't hear that. If you're in the car with kids. Well then, well then you know exposure therapy. If you're Let them grow in the up. car with, Let them figure it out. My mom in, cussed like a sailor in front of me growing up. And look at how you turned and out. Look but at so, me. But so yeah, um, but but I think if you're in the car with seven year olds and five year olds, yeah. you play they, this. They podcast. probably don't need to hear about a woman who was just stoned, beaten, and my, I'll bleep the word, essayed in Iran or Why? even it's, down it, the street I, I in think, Kentucky. I think but, it exposes. I think it exposes the children to the real. Well, I'm saying children to the real world. Well, I'm saying if okay, you're you're missing the point. So I'll back it up. So if you're gonna play that for them, yeah, and there's gonna be a curse word in that or mm -hmm. whatnot, mm -hmm. I I think you're focusing on like the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I I think the picture that they're painting, or like the violence that they're painting, if like you're listening to like a new a news podcast or or if they're they're talking about depression or like financial struggles, I, I think that's gonna like make more of an impact with the kid than like hearing the f word. You're telling me that you don't want to play a podcast that's all about young girls in Iran getting in front of your kids. Oh, well, I, I didn't say what I would prefer. I would only pr play that. I, okay, we'll see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I'm lost. Well, the listening, the listening wasn't all the way there, but I think it's because I'm, I'm not using curse words, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I think we're all a little lost. Well, <laughs> didn't ask you, but you know, I will. I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess if you want to break it down to an existential kind of thing, yeah. Oh, existentially? Yeah. We're all lost. We've been lost. But have any of us ever actually been found? The people that have been found are Tony Robbins. Ron the people Doss. that have been, yes, the people that have been found are Charles Manson. Those are people that start leading. Okay, that's no. when you start getting people. What? What did I say? You can't, you can't use Ram Dass and Charles Manson in the same sentence what? and say that they've both been found. <laughs> well, why not? Because Charles Manson is obviously. Well, why not? He led people. Yeah, he's he's better. So don't. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to be an equal opportunist. Okay, I get that. I'm on board. How many minutes in are we? Um, Too many. About five. Oh, this Too is going to be a long one. All yeah, right. It's going to be a long All one. Right. All right, guys. All right. So I guess we'll get into it. Um, today's subject, we've got worst people you've ever met. And just to start you guys off, we had so many emails. We are going to be moving a lot of them over to Patreon because we couldn't there get are too through many. all of them. But so, so again, if you like, if you want to hear the haunted, more haunted things, go over to Patreon. We also got just, we get random emails too that mm -hmm. are read on Patreon that are so horrific. I just opened one and I screamed. Can't wait to read it. Yeah. We'll read it over there. I won't you talk about scream. it. You did scream. I did. Um, worst people you've ever met. Uh, the worst person I, I didn't meet this person, but the worst person I ever came in um, contact with was a man who DM'd me over the pandemic and he had Photoshopped his face on a bunch of random feet. And he said that he was pretending those feet were my feet stepping on him. And that was, um, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. He left an impression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Worst person I've ever met. 
here's the thing about me and the way that my brain works. Is you forget everyone. I forget everything. <laughs> I forget everyone. I forget everything that's ever happened to me. It's like if it hasn't happened to me within 36 hours, I don't. I have no recollection. Yeah. And even then, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. No. Remember that time we were walking in uh, Silver Lake and this girl... We were, we were both crossing the street because we were walking back home. And this like girl, I think she had like short blonde hair or something. And she's like, Gabby. And you go, hey. And you look to me and you go, Harper, who is that? And I was like, girl, that's your friend. I don't know who your friend is. I don't remember. But you played it off really. I will say you play it off really well. There was my friend, Adri. She brought this up the other day, which I'd forgotten about because, of course, we went hiking in the beginning of the pandemic and because this happens to me so often where people will be like, what's up? And I don't know who they are. I have no memory. We were hiking and this guy <laughs> comes up to me and he's like, oh my God. And I was like, good to see you. No. And he was like, oh no, we've never met. Oh No, we've never met. I'm just a fan. And I was like, mm. right on. <laughs> and Adri was like, do you remember how fucking embarrassed? Oh, Lee, how, how many minutes are we? Um, my timers are off. Um, okay, okay, we're six minutes in. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Okay, all right. okay, Gap. All right, you get that's strike one. That's so crazy. It's so crazy how you don't even you're not even thinking about. You want to know why? Because also I've noticed when we're trying not to curse, you and I are choosing our words more carefully. I feel mm -hmm. like we're speaking a little bit more. Uh, we're speaking slower because we're 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 having more um distinction with our words. But when you just got into that story and you had yeah. some emotion behind it, yeah, you just kind of threw caution to the wind. You know. Having to think about what language you're going to use does make you slow down. And when you slow down, when you speak, it makes you more respectable. Yes. It does. I do kind of right now in the way I'm speaking, I do kind of almost feel like I'm cosplaying as like the daughter my mom wishes that she had. Absolutely. I'm kind of like, oh. Yeah, distinguished. I'm trying this on for size. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, I'm sure my swearing will, we will encounter once we get into these, but... Wow, you're really using colorful language. <laughs> you guys, I picked up a book for the first time. In... Ever. <laughs> you wish. I, I picked up a book. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby's fake laugh <laughs> is one of my fave things. Oh, yeah, run that one back, Lee. <laughs> Get him, honk. Get him. But don't curse. <laughs> Never. Lee gets a semi every time he makes a joke, oh, and every time he dazzles us with his wit. You but... got, you got that one right, Lee. I work oh. with retards. <laughs> Don't. Don't. Oh, I almost cursed. I felt it. I felt one bubbling up in me. Okay. Anyway, but anyways, I picked up a book for the first. So I, I just saw a show the other night, and this guy was so. <laughs> so funny, but he was using, I, I, I didn't even know half the words he was using, but I was just like, I, he was so funny. Who was it? It was an improv. Was it, so don't worry about improv? that. No, don't worry about that. I was trying really hard to skirt around, but it was improv. But anyways, yeah. and it was a musical improv show. So he's just making up songs off this, off the top of his head. And it was like a Renaissance themed, whatever. But, um, it was so, as he was talking, I'm like, you know what? I think I need to read more because when I'm reading, yep. I'm picking up so many yep. different words and like I, you're using, you're seeing them in a sentence and yep. whatnot. But recently I've just been saying the same five words and it's five words. It's Literally. Like, I'm like, like reading, like I'm like trying. So I'm like, all right. That needs to stop. Yeah. And then I'm I, yeah, literally. Literally is the only word I use. Literally like tea gag. Tea, gi, yeah. Tea gag. Giving. 
giving. giving. Giving. Those are that's those are the words I use. And yeah. here's here's a note I've been receiving yeah, in my personal it. life. And I used to think like, oh my God, cute, a compliment alert. But now I'm like, oh, but now I'm starting to realize oh, this actually might be something I need to look inwards on. Mm -hmm. So many people have been saying, oh, Harper, I didn't realize you were 30. I thought you were much younger. (laughs) (laughs) And and I've gotten that note, even from like cousins. They're like, that's crazy that your brother is is the younger one because you you really seem so much- You exude- 21. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow, I I fucking got up. Do you see when I know you start getting you forget you because forget. I okay let me let me detach all right yeah yeah we got to slow okay, down okay we so we both at strike wisely. one we're both at strike one we can do this we are capable we women we've got about this. twelve minutes okay we got this okay we got this and not me white knuckling the chair yeah, I'm looking at you are too oh, no. do you should see we, us should we address the change in the set we should oh yeah. you all right y'all we have um. Lit- um, we oh not literally okay wow so I'm trying I'm fighting two battles right now because I'm mm-hmm. trying not to use um, language that seems like I'm not speaking to the top of my intelligence Whoa. and I'm trying not to curse which is sort of one and the same. All right, you guys, we have a pristine new. Okay, we well, don't need to put on an act <laughs> yeah. like that. curtain. No, because yeah. the curse words are about to start flowing. Yeah, we, we let the lavender. We, new- we, yeah, we put up we we got rid of the pink. The pink was kind of washing honk out, and so we. Uh, we put up purple, and it looks it looks pretty good. We, Lee, thanks for like handling it. that. Now, let, let I, us know what you think. If you hate it, don't tell me because I'm already insecure about it. Well, I I like it. No, because I, here's I do, the thing: we're gonna I have kind some of look listeners. Like a ghost? No, it's really no. you Is don't. It, all right, but no. I, Why I, are you insecure about it? I with just the, I purple? I think the pink. I thought I feel like the pink was a little signature-y. Like we kind of. It was kind of like a look. Yeah, but here's the thing about you is that you are afraid of change. Terrified. Exactly. And see, and so I it's, love it. it's this good like makes to me incorporate feel new things. Yeah. This gives me new energy. It's something different. Yeah. I, we, I, I am Hulk also and energized I love, by love to mix okay, things good. up. It's it spices it up. Yeah. And I'm this all is for good. It. Yeah. Good. And one thing about Lee is I'm happy that you just handled that. And I will say <laughs> another to, to to speak broadly, one of the worst types of people you can meet is um uh, specifically a man that can't handle anything. So here's... That can't plan. It's unattractive to me. And I'm saying, Lee, you did a good job. Lee does have a lot of... Uh, he, he does put a lot of thought into things. Here's the other thing. I initiative. had my old roommate, James Egan. God bless him. He was... Not the last name. Such a character. <laughs> Not the first in yeah, legal James last Egan. name. I, I love James Egan. I don't know where he is now. I think he moved back to Tennessee. I loved him. But he... <laughs> he was this guy that was like hyper intelligent, very funny, very smart, bordering autistic. And he had this thing where he had four outfits. That was it. You know, he had his four shirts. He had his two pair of pants and he would buy things in bulk. He never changed a thing. So he had, he had the same body wash and he would order just like boxes of it to the house mm-hmm. and just have it stacked in the bathroom. And I go, why? And he go, I don't like change. I don't like change. Why, why change it when I know it's good? And it was like the funniest, it was like the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. And he always had the same meal that he would eat out of this huge bowl. Wow. So extreme hyperfixation. Extreme hyperfixation. And he always wore these corduroy suspenders. And that was Was the he thing. a comic? He was not. He was an actor. And he, okay. I wish he had like stayed in LA because he could have been so successful, but he was his own worst enemy. Okay. So the funniest, funniest guy, but he was very particular. 
really I, very neurotic. I buy packs of the like <laughs> yep. when I find a t-shirt I like, I buy packs of them. That's exactly it have, almost have, like a uniform. I have probably a dozen of these. Yeah. Um this is how same men with are, pants. Though. I bought a pair, I bought a pair of pants for work recently, and then I bought three more. And then because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked them. In the same exact color. The same literally exact of course. pair of pants. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, is what men I do. Just, I just bought four of them. And well, then and then I wore a jacket, my bomber jacket. Yeah. I wore I wore it and it kind of got started getting like a little too loose and worn in. Yeah. And so I just bought the same exact yeah, one. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. I am fighting the urge to scream because that is how funny that is. Um <laughs> I will say, so this is very common for straight men to to do. Yeah. I, how do you, have you ever dated a, um, a straight guy that is, is not likely who, who is, uh, I know it's probably not, the answer is no, but have, have you dated, <laughs> have you dated someone who specifically a guy that like really cares about their clothes? Like what they're oh. like, their like style specifically. Yeah. I'm asking, I, I, I dated. My um, ex was like this. He oh. was very, very aware of like what he wore. He had really good style. He did have really good style. I know. Style. My ex had, he put me on. He was yeah. really, he had really good style. He had good he had taste. He really good taste. He knew how to dress. Really good taste. He did. He was very clean. Like everything aesthetically was like very clean, very stylish, very cool. Great taste in art. Well, that's how he made yeah. his money too, right? No. No? Oh, I thought he was in in kind of fashion. No, not at all. Oh, okay. But he was very good at like aesthetically putting things together. Mm -hmm. He like knew how to make things look good. I think that's so fascinating to me when people have an eye for that. Yeah, it was really attractive. I really did like that part about him. And he like knew how to dress me because I dress like a teenager. <laughs> yeah, he did kind of Kanye you. He did. He did Kanye you were, me. You for were the sure. Kim to his Kanye. I 100% was. He like showed me how to dress nicely mm -hmm. and like put me on like good brands, like how to look clean, like how to look grown up because I and how to wear loungewear while making it stylish. Exactly. And yeah. He was really good at that. He was really good at that. He showed me all of the best tattoo artists. I, I got to give him that. Yeah. One time he, he not told me to, but he was like, oh, I would throw that stuff out. So I was like, yeah, but come look at my closet. He's like, get rid of that. I was yeah. like, oh, it's my favorite shirt, but yeah. if it's out, it's out. Um, <laughs> but did, okay. I'm asking this because did, did he ever, was he ever particular about certain pieces where he was like, oh, you know, babe, wear whatever you want. Oh, but don't wear this hoodie or anything like that. Yeah, he would. Yeah. I had an ex yeah. that what he cared very deeply yeah. about his clothes. He would steam them. Yeah, I'm like all right. Yeah, my ex was like, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then much. one time I went, I was like, okay, I'm cold. Can I go put a hoodie on? Yeah, yeah, go in there. And then he follows me, and he's like, okay, well, don't go in the store. So we're actually gonna go down here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, to the commoners. Mm -hmm clothes anything that was wrinkled he'd be like you cannot wear that he made sure that like my things were cuffed perfectly mm -hmm. he was right though there yeah. was a lot to be said in the way that you dress if you present clean and nicely i used to think it didn't matter as much i've always yeah. been like a makeup girly but for clothes I, like yeah i like clothes but I, I didn't really put that much thought yeah I've, I've always wanted to fight against this stuff i've always wanted to fight against like rebel against like looking classically nice because I always wanted just be, to be like, no, I can I can prove that I can be a certain way, but dress a certain way. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, by society's standards, the way that you physically present yourself is the first thing people will judge you by. Right. You'll never be able to fight that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's like a reason why I've gotten I've gotten so many tattoos and I've put all this stuff on my um, my teeth and stuff is because I'm trying to like prove that I can look a certain way while being, you know, a, a different way. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Well, kind of. Also, I don't know if you've, I can't remember if it was on here or in our home where you were saying that kind of a result of how you look is also tied to, you know, the, the mommy wound. Yeah. Of like, if you, you think where that's think wrapped that up in rebellion. I smart and capable if I look a certain way I'll show you mm-hmm. basically is like what my whole thing is about yeah like I can be smart I can be capable I can be successful and also be fully tattooed and have all this stuff all over my face and blah 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 but even though even though that's true it's by society standards that's not how you're going to be viewed ever remember we had this conversation with Eli your brother in case you forgot yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah my brother Eli yeah, yeah your brother Eli in case Eli you the brother yeah um and he was saying we were talking about lawyers having tattoos and he's like I would absolutely trust a clean-cut looking lawyer rather than a lawyer who was covered in tattoos. I wonder if that will start to change now, though, because so Maybe. many people have... Like, it's 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 almost more rebellious now to not have tattoos yeah. than it is to have... T- it's And that's kind of an interesting switch. That's- yeah. I wonder, because society's standards of what looks... We give... We give it all meaning, mm-hmm. you know? We give all of it meaning. So if it shifted, if everybody in the world had tattoos, it would that would be that would become like the mainstream look of like what looks good. Yeah, very true. We give everything meaning. Nothing, nothing is really real, you guys. It's well, you and I were talking in the car on the way over here about just certain people in our lives that have really deeply affected us and that caused us so much heartache and pain and that in the moment you say or even a a year after or two years after you're like oh my lord this is just always gonna hurt this is always just gonna be like my person that just just you know yeah just took a piece of me when they left and then a few years go by and you work on your yourself and your resentments and then you look at them you're like oh wow that just meant kind of nothing it it meant something then but now it's nothing to me now yeah which is very freeing which goes to show you that the only thing we have is the present moment. Then now tying it back into our topic, the worst person you've ever met. I was, when we first came up with this, or maybe someone suggests, I forget who, but I was like, oh, I'm really excited to, yeah, you know, to go back through my mental Rolodex. I, I wonder who the worst person is. And I was really thinking about it. And then I'm just kind of like, I just don't really care. Yeah, I've met some assholes. But I'm like, I, I'm, I could be the worst person someone's ever met on an off day or, yeah. or whatnot. You know? You said a-hole, but I guess that's okay. That's okay. I think we're good. Yeah. Did I really yeah. just curse? Yeah, but it the was... way that that flew out of my damn mouth and it didn't <gasps> even reg. What's God. happening? No, that's a seizure. That's a seizure. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right. So I just damn used counts. up my three strikes. I don't know. The worst person I've ever met. I... It's so hard. I don't. There are people that you meet and you immediately are like, absolutely not. They give you a feeling where you're like, I do not trust this person. I do not like this person. Mm-hmm. Of course, not a single one of those people can come to my mind are coming to mind right now. I know for a fact I'm the worst person in some people's lives. <laughs> like Jesus. Especially Please. like especially like my my ex. I like just the way things ended. Really? Yeah, just it did mm. not end well. That's the one that you took and, the shit at. Yeah. Okay. But, I know I'm at three. You're, now you're at two. But uh, and then there was like a couple. There was like this roommate, this girl that was a roommate, and we just did not get along. She was like a Craigslist roommate, uh, in like the last house I lived in, or not the last house, but like right before I graduated college. Like we had, we had a friend move out, and then we took this Craigslist roommate, and she was. I mean, we were each other's worst person. The Craigslist roommate and you? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was pretty aggressively terrible. There are some terrible people out there. It's very also wild that some people just are not compatible to live with. Yeah. And the more you try to make it work, the more y'all will actually eat at each other. It's also very subjective because it's like, I don't think she was really a terrible person. Right. She just was very annoying to, to like you. us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. The compatibility Subject, yeah. factor. Like not, yeah. e- not even, I'm not saying for romantic. I'm just saying just on a human level. It's yeah. why They're some just people just you. can't be friends because yeah. they find the other person to be wildly irritable. But then mm-hmm. other people think that that person's a treasure. It's literally like art. Like, it's like comedy. It's like art. Like some people think, you know, Picasso is the greatest. Some people say, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. And some people say the art's okay, but his views on women, that's actually what I'm uh, here yeah. for. Some people watch my comedy. They go, not funny. I say, well, it's going to be wrong. You are uh, wrong. But, you know. <laughs> you know. Some people see my honks tits. They go, those aren't. They big? Go, be- like, like one they of go, my those exes aren't, they go, said, those aren't big. Said, so where's the big tits? And I said, and that's the worst person I've ever met right there. One of the worst people I've ever met might be in my family, actually, now <gasps> that I think about it. And it's not my mom. It's, uh, I will, no, she, she might be one of the worst people I've ever met. And I will spare my family the decency, not that they listen to this, but she's, yeah, in my family. And she's probably pretty terrible. I've avoided her most of my life. Thank God she does not But you said near. your mom or someone else in your family? She's she's in my she's on my mom's side You're of the your family. Oh, okay. Yeah. She might be the worst person I've ever met. She also <laughs> probably is the worst person besides my mom's dad that my mom's ever met. So wow. saying it directly to her. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to say any names. But we are going to paint you guys a picture. A very extreme. On, so she is just my mom. follow no, the so. red yarn and then you guys can yeah. piece it together. She, uh, she's pretty nasty. She's pretty nasty. Said some pretty nasty things to everybody in our family. That's kind of fun. We have yeah. one of those in our family who's yeah. just, just it's an equal opportunist. So yeah. anyone is fair game. I think my grandpa was probably the worst person a lot of people had ever met. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I was going to say. And it was, it is it, is is it your mother's father? My mom's dad, yeah. Magdi, was probably probably the worst person my mom ever met. Um, so, I mean, you got to think that if he was pretty much the worst, even to you as your grandpa, yeah. then he, he, imagine he like being your dad. Imagine that person being your father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I That's can't. Aggressive. I mean, the, my I, mom's family is a mess because of And then him. with barely any therapy, if any at all. Not, oh, you can't even my grandpa didn't believe in therapy. Yeah. No way. That's a king. So <laughs> he said, I'm coming from Egypt. There is, I don't believe in therapy. Yeah. A plus B equals. I'm going to have an affair. Yeah. And that's what it means. Sure. I'm having an affair and emotionally ruin, decimate my entire family. A plus B equals a catatonic state. Yeah. After so, the trauma has taken over. Yeah. So Magdi might be the worst. But I never, he died when I was really young. Yeah, so you I didn't don't. Mean, I, yeah. I remember I, he screamed at me one time. Oh, really? There were two, there were two, my two. Instances with my grandfather that I really remember was when I think I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but it was Christmas years ago. And my grandfather and then my cousin's other grandfather, like his mom's whatever, the other grandfather that was not related to me Mm -hmm. is Jewish. And he said to my grandpa, he's like, oh, happy holidays, Magdi. And and Magdi goes, do not say happy holidays to me. I am not a fucking Jew. (laughs) Um, <laughs> we can cuss there because I'm impersonating Magdi. And I was like, nah, there he is. There, There's our shining there's, star. There's that happy guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 
That's delightful. Yeah. That's on Daddy Magdi. And that's on leaving a trail of tears in his past. Papa. Papa Magdi. Papa Magdi. My yeah. my dad's father was extremely that, a- abusive. I never my parents really bad my parents wouldn't allow me to meet him because he was such a terror. Yeah. He he trigger warning, he killed, I believe it was at least one dog uh, by drowning them in the pool. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Monster. He was, a, a, monster. He was a Hitler apologist, physically and verbally abusive. A sociopath. Yeah. Like, sociopath. like a very sick, sick man. And then he was outside a methadone clinic in Tijuana um, in <laughs> like yeah. the early 2000s, I believe. And then was crossing the street and got ran over by a trolley. And that's on Daryl. And God, God works in mysterious ways. And that's on the end of that yeah my my grandpa died with a blood clot in the hospital uh, really quickly wow yeah did he have a lot of visitors honestly i don't think so i don't think so either and i remember like two people cried at his funeral mm-hmm. it was my uncle and maybe complicated my emotions there i imagine yeah yeah so you would say that's like the worst person you've that's from by the stories, proxy by proxy. Yeah. Right. I, but maybe my, the one person in my family could be, although I haven't spent a lot of time with her. I, I've spent enough time to know that to this know is a what vicious you like and what you don't. human being, a vicious human being, a vicious and sick person. Hunk, the more that we talk, the more that it's, it's kind of interesting to me how, how much of our lives are, are mirrored in one way or another, but you know, yeah. On that note, yeah. shall we get into the stories? Let's get into it. Okay. Hi, honks and pee. <laughs> Not that face. <laughs> what? Pee. I had a boss who just recently quit, and she was truly the mo- most foul person on the face of this earth. She was from the suburbs, hugely racist, nice. and was terrified when our office moved to downtown Buffalo, New York. She had to walk from her car across the street inside the building and was constantly concerned with her safety because it's a predominantly black area. Oh, wow. She once oh, uttered, wow. oh, she sounds like a real peach. She once uttered the phrase, the only black life that matters to me is my horse. She did not. Oh, I this hope, is a wicked woman. This is a wicked Evil. beast of Evil. a, of a, of a, Ew. of a broad. I hope the, the horse kicked her. Um, I hope she was, too. she was also terrified to live near the university of Buffalo when COVID started because it was a large Asian student body. And she was sure they were spreading it and COVID, would tell anyone right. who would listen. <gasps> oh. oh, this is mental illness at its finest. You know what it this is, is too? Fear mongering mental this illness. Is fe- so she has something in her life that is, that she's not able to face. Yep. So instead, she's yep. just really leaning in full force to this ignorance yep. because that's providing do. her a, a little safe place under this, dare I say, retarded umbrella. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This retarded umbrella. I can say that I have epilepsy. I can say that I have ADHD. Perfect. <laughs> Physically, she was repulsive. She had fried red hair and huge yellow buck teeth okay. that made her look like Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter. Stop. It's giving Ronald McDonald. And she attached a picture below. So don't worry, y'all. She had a really, <laughs> she had really long yellow toenails and always wore open-toed sandals in the summer. Okay. She's really giving beast. She lo- She wanted to be at the insurrection so bad. She did. Yeah. But her toenails probably prevented her from getting there. Yeah. Um, and always wore open-toed sandals in the summer. All right. Once during an ice storm in the winter, she took off her shoes to get inside because it was so slick. 
I presume she just sliced her toenails through the ice to make it into the building. <laughs> and they come in Some handy. kind of claw. Yeah. Uh. She may be racist, but she is uh, a crafty one. Uh, the only reason she worked with us was because her husband died by suicide. <laughs> I wonder whose fault it was. Uh, yeah. And our boss at the time felt sorry for her. He overdosed on Tylenol, pussy. And on... <laughs> it's okay. You can say it. Okay. And on, that just slipped out. It slipped out. It was a seizure, so you guys can't get me in trouble. Um, and if you guys get mad at me, you're ableist. Uh, and honestly, I can't blame him because if I had to live with her, I would too. You can overdose on Tylenol. You can overdose on almost anything. Yeah. Not you looking to leave for the answer. <laughs> I also had to go to a summer meeting at her house, and we all sat on her patio. The smell of cat piss from inside the house was overpowering Dude. through the patio door and outside into our noses. She only had one cat, but it was old, pissed uncontrollably, and she didn't clean up after it. No. Thank you guys for everything you do. All the best. Oh. And that's Pizza Pet. And there he is, and there's Peter Pettigrew. Um. Oy, 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 oy. Huh. So it's uh, it's funny. Because as I read over a few of these stories, a lot of them have kind of the same through line that seem to be insanely racist, homophobic, and like these kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of those. Got a lot of those happening. A lot, you know, it's very, um, it's a relevant, it's a very relevant type of person mm-hmm. right now. This kind of person. Don't want to get too into it. I'll say this. Sorry, Honk, that I have to say it again. No, say it again. Real quick. My dad called me this morning and he goes, you heard about these pedophile rings in Hollywood? And I go, please don't. I go, please don't. I was like, I said, dad, you have to stop reading this right now. I was like trying to save him. And I was like, these are right-wing conspiracy theories. You can't, he goes, he goes, you you can't believe this. And he goes, how can I not believe it when it's all around? And I said, no, 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 not you too. Not you. And then he goes on his whole thing about Bill Gates. and He's a little late to the Q train, to be he's, honest. He's kind of late but to the Q train. But he got there, Lee. But he got there. He did get there. I said... He was the last stop on the way. Yeah, I said, you want to talk about where this stems from? Why don't you look... Why don't you look at fundamentalist Christianity? Why don't you look at the churches where this is actually coming from? He can't look at that. He changes the subject. He goes... Well, about, once it gets too real... Once, he, once it gets too real... He can't do it. And he goes, well, what about, he redirects the conversation. He goes, well, what about trans people running in, in races? I go, what about it? He goes, well, do you think it's fair that uh, that these men should be running in women's races? I go, I don't have an opinion. He goes, you should. And I go, why? And hey, John, hey. how many how many races you watching? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You watching a lot of races, John? Yeah, you sitting around you tuning th- in. You thinking about joining? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes, 800,000 children go missing a year in the United States. I go, yeah, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it, John? There's not a trans underground layer, you... F- no, but I they can't. think this. They think that there is a trans underground layer that's filled with lizard people that's taking children... It's like underneath the Denver no, airport. They and really they're do. Just, like, they're taking magically- their white, precious children and they're <laughs> sucking their blood. I can't... See, my thing is, is that where are you at? I'll join... <laughs> Lee wants what they've Lee got. Lee wants I it. Want everything they've got. I, and well, you know what? The money. The money. The power. Yeah. The influence. The, the lizard. Come on. 
Bring it on the lizard. Come on, the lizard. Yeah, Lee come on. loves lizards. The immortal life. Not the fingers, Lee. Don't tickle your little fingers like I that. Just, it's this weird, uh, this Hollywood elite stuff. I can't. It just it, it baffles me. I can't even get into it just for my own state because there's. It's just not rooted in logic, and you just go, okay, yeah. But because it's like you start. Well, and I totally get. I'm not clowning on you. Like I, I totally get why you would get frustrated because it, it is frustrating yeah. to talk to someone when, when and you want my dad when it's no, it's, it's your father and like you, you know you love your dad and you want to be close to him. And so when someone's saying something that you vehemently disagree with, it's it's a it's a human reaction to go, "Ah, oh, dad, like this is hurting because it's hurting you." Because because it's it's not even that I disagree. It's a, it's so ignorant. It's so not rooted in reality. Yes. Any kind of logic and it's it is painful to hear it cuz I'm like, "Please don't." Please. Well, it's also like think all the a little bit. all the worst parts of of the internet are just like in speaking to you. And now. and they're preying right. on people who are not super educated, who are stuck in little bubbles. And this is like, my dad has been stuck in his like little San Diego bubble oh, his whole life. He is their he's the perfect type. target. No, he's he the is, prime thing. He's who they want. Well, he, and then, he is. And so Gab and I were talking about this. Um, <sighs> yeah, this morning when it happened. Starting to ramp back up because Trump is the, the whole Trump. No, he was, he was just arrested. he was just freaking indicted this morning. Yeah, but so but when but we were talking about that. yeah, I know, but that's fine. I, yeah. I, don't, I really don't care. But so yeah. when you and I were talking this morning, I was bringing up to you that I have someone in my family who, granted, it's not a close family member. It's not like in my immediate family, but he is in my, in my family. And he also is the prime, um, prime for the picking person to, yeah. to be a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Someone who has, like your father, a, ch- a deep childhood trauma deep. that never, re- never really got addressed. Uneducated. And, and it's, well, it's something that's almost like uh, it's like something you you don't even want to imagine. It's so dark and painful. Mm-hmm. And so he had that happen to him. Um, he's not highly educated. He yeah. he has a he go he's he leaves jobs a lot. Uh, he's so he's had a lot of solitary jobs. So yeah. he just listens to a bunch of podcasts, and so you can just like kind of fall in yeah. to whatever. And when when I just saw him on um, Thanksgiving. You know, all you can do just to keep the peace is just go, okay, oh, all right. Yeah. But talking about how, oh, the ocean's actually space and there's cameras and the stars and everyone's watching it. And you're like, all right, okay. But to me, it's just it's just yet another form of escapism. Now, it granted, is. when you start talking about, you can't just, I feel like I'm speaking from a privileged point of view to just go like, all right, you just have to laugh it off because like if, you if he's going, if he's going, you know, what am I trying to say? Sorry, guys. When he's saying, if he's talking about trans people, Jewish people, black people, if you're talking about marginalized all groups, talk, all things he talks about, then you can't just go like, oh, there he goes again. Silly. No, yeah. What a, what a knee slapper that was. But you, but you kind of do at the same time. It's a fine line. It's, it's, yeah. it's to say, hey, that's not, you know, to, to, to set a boundary. Yeah. But then also you have to... It's hard not to just go, get wrapped up in that chaos with them because they're also using that ignorance as an effort, as a form of escape. Yeah. Because currently, the, your dad has a deep, um, not effing, a deep wound that yeah. he's not addressing. My cousin has something that that yeah. is horrific that happened to him. Yeah. And instead of instead of you know whatever the hell they're doing, they're they're going down these these chaotic, oftentimes hurtful wormholes. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's it's like you, it's all a lack of ta- having taken care of something that really traumatized them. It's all fear based. It's all because they. I swear, it's like 
I don't know if every conspiracy there is. Obviously, like, it's a blanket statement to say that, like, every conspiracy there is has been, like, been through something highly traumatic. But, like, it is this way that they manifest instead of, like, taking care of the actual pain that they've experienced in their own lives of like displacing it and being like, I got to be mad at this and this, and I have to blame trans people for this. And everybody's a pervert. And you're like, oh my God, no, no, you're just so deeply hurt and confused. You don't know what to do with this thing that you've never worked through. So you're finding things to grab onto. We talked about this when the Andrew, um, what's his name? Callahan? Callaway? Callahan? Whatever. The the, the dude that did that documentary on HBO, when that was coming out, it is interesting how the left and the right, where, where, people meet in the middle is distrust of the government and big pharma and whatnot. And I just feel like it does baffle me. I'm like, why can you, why can't we just like drop the hate towards the other side? We're talking about the all gas, just to all gas, no breaks. All gas, no breaks. Just to fill, just to fill. Yeah. 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 But I'm just like, that to me is just wild. And now we're getting off on a tangent. So we can get back to it. But just to end on that, I I do just think it's, you guys aren't here for the politics. You're here for the tea, but yeah, (laughs) at all. They said comedy politics. Well, here's, here's the other part of, your specific relationship it seems to be the only way you guys are communicating and the only way that he can get you to like hold a conversation that's what we were saying this morning you're like yelling at him about this stuff and so he wants to talk to you so it's like you it's almost up to you to find like other common ground. Yeah. It's yeah. Honestly, my dad doesn't yeah. know how to have a conversation with me. Instead yeah. of yeah, we that's Lee. That's exactly what we were saying. Like instead yeah. of going, oh Gabby, how's your art going? Or oh, you're going to be in San Diego this weekend because like, that's boring to him. Well, maybe, maybe, or maybe he just doesn't really have like the emotional bandwidth. He to, doesn't probably. He doesn't do have the emotional too. bandwidth, and I know this because of my relationship with my mom. And my mom is like, he's never been able to have a conversation deeper he'd rather talk the about the, the the lizards yeah. that are fucking kids than yeah. ju- but but deep down he yeah. does want a relationship yeah. he calls you every day he yeah. loves you He's, he wants to talk to you he just doesn't know he doesn't know how to have a so conversation. until then it's lizard so until fuckers. then it's bill gates and it's bill gates and the clintons and yeah i mean it. with my mom it's like her she's a teacher and it's always her kids at work and yeah. it's always her you know her students this and that and it's like i just let her do it i mean it's yeah. more tolerable than I used, I used to get frustrated with it's like I don't fucking know these people. Yeah. Like I, I like I'm completely not attached to anything you're yeah. saying to me right now. And now I'm just like, okay. And I just kind of let her go and talk because she just wants to talk to me. Yeah. 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 And you kind of do to like keep a relationship. You just kind of gotta let people do their thing. Unless it harms you. All right. Worst person progressively got worse. Mm. Worst person I've ever met was my trailer park king ex-boyfriend. When we met, this loser piece of shit did not even have a bank account. He was a bad boy I bought weed from that rode motorcycles. So obviously, my underdeveloped 20-year-old brain was like, yes, please. We moved in together after dating a couple of months because, of course, we did. All of our bills came out of my account, including his insurance, gym membership, etc., because the dude had the worst credit and, again, No bank account. After four years of dealing with this idiot, cheating on me and gaslighting, humiliating me at parties, four years, dude, I finally had enough when he went out of town to visit a cousin. Uh, The classical visit a cousin line. But really was with another chick and his best friend ratted on him. What if it was still his cousin? Yeah. Now that's something I'd want to see. I Facebook stalked the girl and her status was, no, not this, go have your period in a shark tank and leave us alone. 
Oh, no. Oh, I'm red hot. I'm red hot. No, I'm red hot, dude. And I saw red. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing red. No. I'm seeing fucking red. I moved everything out of our house with his friend's help and poured gasoline all over the bed. All right. As you should. Yeah. Thankfully, my dad stopped my unhinged ass from lighting the match. (sighs) I would have loved to have seen the rest of that if it had played out, though. Fast forward six months down the road. I can't believe that girl posted that on Facebook. What a fucking... Fuck off. Okay, fast forward six months down the road, and this fucker wins $1 million on a $20 scratch-off ticket. That is so lame. He won $20 million. He won $1 million off of a a $20 scratch ticket. That's insane. I... That... The most undeserving person. And I hate to say this, yeah. but not enough to not say it. Go back and light the bed up. Go back. Light that bed up. That's so crazy, light it dude. Up. Okay, at this point, I was living on my friend's couch, broke as fuck, because all of his bills were still coming out of my account. Ooh. That, uh-uh. No. I can't believe he won the lottery, dude. That's insane. Where's his... There has to be karma coming. I... I was I was having the hardest time getting them separated from my bank account. So I hit him up and asked him to repay me for his bills, and he wouldn't. Shocker. A few months later, I hear that his cousin died in a house fire, and the hospital would not release the body without payment to the funeral home, and this greedy jackass refused to give them even a loan. This guy's a piece of shit. Oh, that's sociopathic. But offered to help them sell some of their shit in storage on eBay— I cannot even express the irony of Curse of the Lottery being one of his all-time favorite shows when we dated. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. So maybe winning the lottery was not so great after all. Fast forward nine years down the road, and this dude is a full-blown white nationalist who live-streamed himself on January 6th and currently has something like 19 indictments. Okay, how how serendipitous from yeah, us talking insane. about that before and then this story. That's it's very in, wild. It's insane. Uh, he was apparently caught on camera busting through the barriers and knocking a female cop out. Oh. Anyway, uh, but aren't you guys, aren't aren't the, uh, aren't the white nationalists the one who love cops? Mm-hmm. Blue Lives Matter. Unless mm. you're in the way of them trying to suck off Uncle Sam. Yeah, it's so true. Anyway, those are just a fraction of the highlights. Hands down the worst person I've ever met. Yeah, that's a really... That's very insidious. I hope he goes to prison. But she said he's still out and about and probably not going to face a single consequence. Mm. And is a smidge crazy. Apparently turning into a white supremacist ages you like 30 years. She sent pictures of him. This guy's a nightmare, dude. And you're so cute. <sighs> yeah, she gave us his full name and everything. This guy sucks, dude. I love that you all write in and it really is like we're a part of your journal. Let me see. Look at him. He he is a white nationalist. This, this is the person you would see and you'd be like, I bet that guy's a white nationalist. Oh, you. No. Yeah. Okay, no. Let me see. I won't show it. Oh, geez. He's wearing he's I wearing like an scary. American flag around see, his neck. I remember seeing him on the news. Yeah. That's wild. Damn, dude. Yeah. Damn. So she said he turned into one. So when y'all were dating, he wasn't. He was on the he, brink. He was okay. He was on the brink. It sounds as if y'all stop messing around with people that are that Q shit got. Oh, that was crazy. 
that was such a crazy t- period of time. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunately still ramping and it's, up. It's, still, it's still, I mean, still getting ready to go. This ne- The next election is going to be insane. I dude. know. Okay, y'all. Are we ready okay. to move on? Yeah. All right. I saw this prompt and immediately thought of someone I worked with. We'd both moved to new countries for the same job around the same time. Then she became the team manager and the pandemic happened. So as a disclaimer, I made a lot of allowances for her than I felt comfortable with during the time that we had this little work friendship. She was one of those people who always had a story to top yours. Mm. And those people are so annoying. Mm. Already, you could have just stopped there and that's already the worst person ever. Um, And knew the most about everything. To the point where she once argued with me that she was more European than me after Brexit. Even though she and generations of her family had been born in another fucking, on another fucking continent. The only accurate facts were hers and everything was a, com- a competition. She sounds like a real delight. Uh, she talked about how wealthy her family were, but proclaimed she was humble and not like other rich people. Oh, no. I'm not like other billionaires. Um, oh, God. Turns out she was exactly like them. Spoiled, entitled, egotistical, and ready to shit on anyone for their own gain. Maybe she got her humbleness for her from her messy as fuck house or the state of her shit splattered toilet, Lee. <laughs> that me. was her words, not me. Shit splattered toilet. And that's... <laughs> illuminating for such a humble person she sure talked a lot of shit about others i lose it when she Love called that. lowercase people pavos oh my god not pavos pavos or deros taken from the words poverty and derelict or refer to people or places as trash good luck out there girly sounds real cute the worst was when she'd say greek people were dirty and lazy calling them and ca- calling people. them and italians wogs I don't even know if I can even say she, this. She's, okay. she's British. Yeah, that's what this okay, is. We've got this European. What is up with what is up with this European entitlement? I'll tell you. It's actually well, it's because Europeans took over the world, and that's what it is. Okay. Well, well, don't worry, because here, here we go. Wait, maybe she's not European. Um, when she okay, she's Australian. Um, when you told when when you told her to stop talking that way, she'd say it's not it's not a racist team in Australia. They call themselves that. There's a lot of racism in Australia. Yeah. What the hell's that about? Well. Little fucking island. I don't know. Okay. Jail colony. You wish. Okay. The word literally comes from, <laughs> from, literally from you wish, you wish, you wish. It comes from gollywog, which was a, a separatist term for anyone brown and she's white. Actually, worse than that was when she started telling people that she thought my mate, oh, my male gay teammate had AIDS. Why? Because he's been having health issues and going to a few appointments. Okay. That's gotta be <laughs> what, AIDS. Okay. Well, now it's sounding like Gabby. When I told yeah, her how... It is sounding uh, like me. Yeah, yeah. When I told her how fucked and homophobic she was being, she'd say she was right because he looked sickly and was covered in scabs and lesions. Okay, no. Uh, he ended up getting demoted. Okay. When I adopted my rescue dog, she was she begged to be his sitter and told me she'd train all the issues out of him. The okay. whole time I was away, she did the opposite of what I asked. Why did you let her? Um. I okay. So I guess pandemic times were tough. So this, was a, this was a friend of hers. Yes, a work friend during the pandemic. Okay. And so she prefaced at the beginning of this okay. where she said, "I let a lot more slide than I usually would okay. because times were tough." Got it. Okay. okay. Um. 
The whole time she was away, she did the opposite of what I asked. The, f- the food he ate, where he slept, not walking in busy areas. I hate to bring this up, but it really is giving joy no, when you that. were in Italy. It's giving joy when said, I was in Italy. And I had COVID and I was bedridden for nearly a month. That was the worst, most sick I've ever and been I in my life. And gave Joy specific directions on how and to take said, care joy, of the cats. You Pablo have to, was so sick. And she fed Joy. I mean, sorry, Joy fed Pablo chicken soup with bones in it. No, she fed her and I was like, you cannot, you specifically have to give them wet food. I come home and she, what she did was put a bunch of water in their dry food. And I was like, but, but there was soup too at one point. She gave them like some soup that she had made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gave you specific directions on what to do. And, the, and then she goes, oh yeah. I was like, yo. I was like, Joy, what the fuck? I gave you direct. Oh, does that upset you? And I was like, you, you fucking asking for it, bitch. You and them some long titties. Some of the titties, fights that because you, you guys have it. known each other since you were sixteen. Some of the that's fights my, that's I my baby would girl, see but... y'all get into were so wild. And then I honestly threw me right back to my childhood. And I would just be, I'd be like, I got home and I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, she's still alive, isn't she? And then I had like to t- keep taking her back to the vet, and the vet yeah. was like, you need to change your diet. And I was like, oh my god. Anyway, and that's on that's giving joy. And that's on. Like, just, doesn't she know that cats like eat like cans of food, like cups of like? She didn't want to. I. She didn't want to do what I needed her to do. She just specifically didn't want to do what you. Yeah, asked she just her specifically to do. was like, I, I, I "They're going to be fine with, with whatever I do." They're cats, and I was like, "No, I, th- 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 she's sick. She needs to be on this specific kind of diet." Yeah, because remember it was like yeah. around the time there was yeah. all that drama. Yeah. Um. Okay. When I picked him up, he'd gained two kilos, had been given barely any of his treats, and stunk because he'd never been dried after a rainy walk. No. He also had scabs from where she yanked his collar and harness. Ew. Um, Her favorite bit of advice was carry yourself with the confidence of a white man. Well, she might as well have been one with the way she that she bullied around the office. It's honestly good advice. Shitting on minorities and other women. The final straw came when she got a new role and gave me an average ranking in my performance review. It was so obviously shady that even HR corrected and increased my ranking before I saw it. I've never been happier to see the back of someone. Love you, honks. Okay, love you too. That girl sucks. Anybody to that? Anybody also stink. that just abuses animals, get the fuck out of here immediately. The worst person. Immediately, no. There's something sinister so with those up. people. Okay, yeah, I have to pee really bad. I'm gonna go pee. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, I want you guys to tell me what we should do because I, I can't decide. Okay, okay. Okay. Tell us the subjects. Okay, okay. So the here's one: the taser, the pedo, and the eight balls, or my ex-boyfriend stole my money and fucked a prostitute. Ooh, they're both good. The first one kind of grabbed me. Yeah. Okay. The taser, the pedo, and the eight balls? Mm-hmm. All right. When I was 18, I started selling shots in a strip club. What's that? Like shot girls. Yeah, like a bottle oh, girl. okay, okay. Yeah. Now, when I saw... Now, when I saw I was selling shots, when I say I was selling shots... It means I was using the strip club as a portal to fast cat to fast cash slash drugs while doing the bare minimum as I was incredibly prudish person with zero clue of how to sell myself. I ended up in the club because my best friend since middle school's father was a manager there who glorified the lifestyle in front of children's faces and promised us all jobs when we were old enough. 
Okay, what is going on? My history with him is a story for another day. Well, start write writing. It, yeah, start writing. Start write writing. it on Patreon. It doesn't matter the day. Get yeah. to writing, sis. Right. Get to writing, girl. Just because I did not know how to use my body doesn't mean I did not end up in some interesting situations. Oh. As women, you don't have to know how to use your body. To no, end up in because we have holes, and that's really all that matters. All you have to do is be born, mm-hmm. really. That's it, as a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, really, my unconscious addiction to drugs led me to all sorts of places. Particularly, hell yeah. Partic- particularly one night when I was approached by a middle-aged man asking if I wanted to come back to his apartment to do a bunch of blow, a tale as old as time. Yeah. So That's how they get you. It is. So, of course, I meet up with him after my shift. We are in his apartment. He's super friendly, and he has a lot of coke. He asked me if I wanted to make a lot of money that evening and explained that all I had to do was hang out with his friend and sell him an eight ball. What? What's the catch? So being the complete addict, but also naive young woman, I was, I agreed. While we sit and wait for his friend, whose name he said was John, this didn't even sound weird or like a fake name to me. That's how immature I was. (laughs) He goes into the other room and asks to come back He goes into the other room and comes back with a taser. Oh. Okay, wait. So while we sit and wait for... So you're waiting for John. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy goes into the room and comes back with a taser. Yes. Like a giant handheld tactical taser. Okay. And hands it to me with a brief explanation of of staying safe and hands me two eight balls. Okay. Okay, so we're off to not a very good start. Um, It's been bad, yeah. Yeah. And it is getting worse, yes. It's reminding me of that scene in Euphoria with Zendaya over yeah. at the drug, uh, the drug girl's house. Obsessed how they didn't tie that up at all. No, they season. sure didn't. They just kind of said, "This is kind of messed up." Yeah. Anyways, Cassie, get on in the doggy yeah. style position. Girl. Yeah, exactly. She keeps going. I'm in high school. I'm in high school. Okay. The buzzer rang, and eventually in walked an older man, like late fifties, sixties, gray haired, taller man. This guy had some very strange vibes. No, no fucking shit. They exchanged some words, and off we went into a cab. This is fucking dark, dude. I can't remember much from the ride other than starting to really worry this wasn't what I thought it was. I do remember bits and pieces. It was dawn by this point. How the hell long were you in this damn cab for? Okay, it was dawn by this point, and on our way out of the city, we passed by a prestigious law office where the guy points to a woman outside and goes into extensive detail about how she's the biggest whore in Philly. Oh. All of a sudden, we're on the bridge to New, Jer- to New Jersey. We end up at the Feather Nest Inn. I break out one of the eight balls for us, and we start exchanging words. The guy is laying on the bed, and I'm doing everything in my power to not go near him. So is he, like, waiting for you? Like, to fuck him? Because is that what the guy said? If you want to make money, you just have to hang out with my friend and give us eight balls? I guess so. Okay. Uh, I'm doing everything in my power to not go near him for hours. I do everything using my uh, using power of conversation I didn't even know I had. I always was really quiet towards strangers. This even meant getting into some dark places and revealing uh, pedo fantasies this guy had. Okay. <sighs> hey. No. What's Don't. wrong with men? Hey, what's wrong with men? And this is what the conservatives need to be fucking focusing on. This is. And not gay people. What do you want about this guy who's conservative? It's always the conservatives that are the pedophile. Okay. That's true. But somehow, for hours, I got away with not touching him 
and him not touching me outside of a few grazes of my skin. Okay, so I'm so it's like set up that you guys are supposed to fuck. Mm-hmm. We eventually call another cab and head to a bank where he proceeds to pull out $1,500. He then tells the cab to head somewhere else. What the hell? So you guys go... This is so overwhelming. So that you're yeah. you're with this these people for hours. This, these two guys. Mm-hmm. John is the one... Fake John, I guess? Fake John is like laying on the bed telling you about how he wants to f- children. Mm. Can we and, say that on YouTube? It, probably not. No. Um, so so he's laying on the bed telling you about his uh, minor league fantasies. His fantasies about... I'm curious because we have been swearing a lot less. So I'm wondering if... I mean, I'm wondering if the stories will get us. I hope not. So you Come on, guys. Let us have wait, fun. Wait. So what's going to have to start happening is we're going to have to start editing out their curse words as we're reading it. It's not just the curse words. I think it's the content as well. Yeah. Well, why can't we have fun anymore? We can't, we can't have fun. We can't have fun. I'm not worried about it. If we can't talk about incest, pedophilia, and shit kinks, then I don't even want to do this. Yeah, exactly. That's There's nothing, then there's nothing and to anything. I never thought I would say that. Okay. Okay. So eventually we call another cab. They leave. Okay, so they're leaving this hotel. He then tells the cab to head somewhere else. This is where he planned on buying the Coke and paying me for my time. We pull up in a hood-ass apartment town house development. We get out of the cab and head into a unit. As soon as we stepped in there, the hairs on my neck stood up even straighter. There was no furniture in the house. Nothing. Just mail on the floor, two beach chairs, and a TV on a milk crate playing a porn home menu on repeat. This is a nightmare. This is a like a this, this is, is a, a horror film. I was just gonna say that. This is Lionsgate. Yeah. This is horrific. I would be mortified. This is like Jeffrey Dahmer shit. No, it is. Also, so so she's 18. She didn't say because she, she had just gotten the job. Yes, 18. Yeah, she's yeah, 18. So, You're right. so they're with this like this little 18-year-old oh my girl. God. Oh my god, oh my god. This is so dark. So does he live there? Is that what we... Th- okay. In reality, that's just a trap house. It's a trap house. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, you can get murdered at trap houses. Happens you know? all the time. Yeah. They, there's no... Nothing... The there's like, house. you know, there's no oversight. <laughs> he tells me he's Lee, going upstairs. Thank you for painting that picture. <laughs> so he tells I me- was wondering where the HR was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He tells me he's going to go upstairs really quick and to head into the kitchen to break out his Coke. Okay, so he tells you to go to the kitchen, get the coke out. While I'm in there, I'm not in my body. I am literally floating above myself in complete panic. All of a sudden, I hear some scrumpling coming from what sounds like the level I'm on or below. Okay. I panic. I coll- Are you just here with this guy? What happened to the other guy? I panic. I collect my shit and I run towards the front door. When I almost reach it, he runs from upstairs and gets between the door and I. Stop. This is... Okay, keep going, keep going. I whip out the taser and I hold it to his neck. I keep repeating, give me the money and get the fuck out of my way over and over again. He finally gives in and does just that. Oh my God. Okay, it's giving Miss Boss. Yeah. This is horrific. This is in your fight or fucking flight. This is like, this is one of the scariest scenarios I I could ever imagine being in. this is bone chilling. Can you imagine? Like, no, this is awful. This is horrific. I walk up the long driveway to a major road and end up in a gas station parking lot. I call a cab on my flip phone. When the cab arrives, it's the same driver that dropped us off. Our conversation is brief. I could barely say a word, but at one point he expresses relief that I was not harmed. 
I wish this cab driver just waited for you. I know. He's, he could smell something was not right with the situation when he dropped us off. We arrive at the train station and I get on the next train to Philly. I couldn't believe the situation I had gotten myself in and I still think to this day what this man's intentions were. Mm-hmm. If I was going to be raped or trafficked. Or then murdered or right. trafficked then murdered. Yeah. Oh my lord! What is if that the, poor girl's name? She's she she got imprisoned when she was fifteen years old because when she was fourteen, the black she, girl, um, I believe so. Yeah, when she, she was she was sex trafficked, and then this uh, this guy that she was in a motel room with, fourteen years old, is a grown man. There was a gun there. She felt in danger. He took her back to his house. This was a. This I was thought a, it was in the motel. Uh-uh. This wasn't there one in a motel as well. Maybe I'm thinking I, for, of a different one. I don't know. It's, the it's one the that Rihanna back to. Yes, it, oh, it was okay. a young black girl, and she went back to like hook up with this guy. What's her name, Lee? Dude, can we look that what up? What is her name? And then she had to go to jail because she murdered the guy. Yeah, no, and she, but she just, I believe she got her PhD in prison. Yeah. She, yeah, graduated yeah. college. There was some victory um, there. But the whole family was like, he would never yes, have, her, yes. He would never have done that. He was a good guy. Oh, really? Then why was he fucking a child? That was an insane fucking story. No, that poor Centoya. child. Centoya Brown. Yeah. 31. Centoya Brown. Whose murder conviction of uh, at sixteen years of age galvanized A-list celebrities. So she was sixteen when it happened, and she's been going through this for half her life. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. She deserves the world. Okay, so she. Okay, if the man who sold, if the man who sold me to him knew if this man was dangerous, and that's why he gave me the taser. Mm-hmm. If the club 100%. knew, one hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, of yeah. and th- that's why he gave you the taser. Yeah, and told and was like, "Here's here's how to use it. Be safe." Right, because yeah, the taser almost knew. Wa- the taser almost wasn't enough. Right, because they knew that this man was dangerous. No, oh, this is so dark. If the club knew and let pimps come in to whore out the girls that worked there, if my friend's dad knew, dot dot dot, I can't claim I didn't have a hand in my near demise, being an active addict with an unconscious unconscious death wish. But these were grown men. You ah, uh, this is so fucked, mm-hmm. and I'm just disgusted by the world sometimes, and how one incident can lead an individual to be scarred for the rest of their lives, while the others involved probably forgot about it the next day. The fact that this man has probably done this countless times. Oh yeah, this is just, you're just another number to him. You're just one that and got you're away. Prey. You're not even not even just like you're a woman. You're prey. Now the next thing is is what is there any way? to fucking do something about this. Like, is there, who do you contact? You have, like, you fucking contact the police about the club? Like, what do you do? I know that's really tricky because then you, but then you have to have proof and whatnot. Also- Well, then you're also snitching on yourself for being a sex worker. Fuck off, you know? isn't there a way- And selling the cocaine. But wait, but here's the- now keep remember that That's no one how knows he like entrapped her. That's how the pimp entrapped her. Right, because like, she was supposed to sell the two eight balls. You're gonna sell the drugs and yourself. And do you wanna make money? Here's how you make money. You you go spend time with this man, which means have sex with him oh. and sell him this these drugs. Right. And so she's like oh. in the hole at that point. That's so dark. But it you could isn't there a way to leave like an anonymous tip or Right, but then, but then you're get, but see, then it just gets all convoluted because then you're going to need I mean, evidence, the and then you're going to need proof, and then are in on a lot of this shit. Don't care about a oh single my god, no, they don't. Club. Yeah, let me they look don't. up the no. book I read, Moon River. Infuriating. 
And that this man just like, the fact that you ha- that you have to carry this around for the rest of your life, you probably have PTSD. Like you said, you're scarred for life. And this man probably forgot about it the next day. And he's like, all right, on to the next. Horrific. Yeah. And and that's probably not like a trap house or anything. That's probably like- Like just sex a, trafficking? That's probably a place that like him and his buddies have to like go and have sex with sex workers that they get. And the thing is, is we'll never know. Yeah. And I mean, it's not somewhere you want to be. It's not a hotel where there's other people around, you know. And if you get in trouble, you can start. You can run out into the hallway and start screaming. You a know? man in his fifties. No, that's 60, like it's it's perverse. And it's also I just looked it up. So in 2020, I read this book called Long Bright River. It's by Liz Moore. And it honestly, because as you were reading this, I was thinking like, why does it sound so familiar? It's in in the book, um, it's about this uh, female cop and her sister, her younger sister is a drug addict and her sister goes, um, you know, she's like in and out of like trying to like find sobriety and then just keeps going back to Oxy and whatnot. And it's based in Philadelphia. And there's like this whole like trap house scene that's really hideous. And the book is um, it's gut wrenching and it's so well written, but it also really depicts like how intertwined. And then she like she wanted to be a police officer because she wanted like wanted to be good in the world and whatnot. And then like it just really exposes like the prison system and da 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 da. But it also she like learns like how intertwined the um, the police system is. And it's interesting that it also is in Philly, where it's a. Uh, the police system is so intertwined with like the drug lords. 100%. And so then we're like, well, let's do something. But oftentimes the they, they are a team because like they're, they're mutually benefiting from each other. They're being paid off. It's with, like literally with like with sex the or drugs with, yes. Yeah. How he, had, how he had paid off all of the police. Yes. To, to stay quiet. Like, Oh, it's so dark, dude. And at that point, the pilots and the stewardesses, and I mean, he had a whole fucking island. Like when you and so so, like she just said, she's like the world is incredibly dark sometimes. Like when you when you focus on these things, it does it's it's perversely disheartening because Mm -hmm. it also I feel like there's just an overwhelming heavy sense of like powerless to feel yeah, exactly yeah you like, can't like, do anything yeah, about you're it just like you're you're doing something wrong but you don't have the money the the power the force the friends the yeah the, the job resor- the education like the resources to do anything about this ingest- uh, injustice it's like we can sit here also and talk about this and be worked up but it's like what can we do we can do nothing except for talk about it mm-hmm. and like have an awareness right and read long bright river by liz moore dude Great i'm book. reading this fucking book right now called the sons of cain and it's about it's like an it's like a, a history of American serial killers. Mm-hmm. And they're talking, he's like breaking down how like very primally so Homo sapiens like killed out Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Neanderthals were a very like peaceful species, like a nomadic peaceful species. And Homo sapiens, when like at their core are their survivors, right? So they they kill, they and they fuck. And like that is like the primal fucking thing Mm -hmm. in a homo sapiens so they wipe out anybody else and it's all about how like at our very core human beings are just violent serial killers and how Mm -hmm. it's because it was like it's bred in us to survive and because we are like the top of the food chain the top of the food chain species we have been bred to just like have that we have this primal thing in us that we like have to kill we have to, and like they were saying that we, you know, over time, Homo sapiens have developed um, 
you know, like empathy and our like our like frontal cortex is, has changed, has developed in a way to like, you know, nurture more so. But like the primal part of our brain is still communicating with our like new, newly developed like empathy brain. Well, there was a documentary I was watching. I was on um, Discovery that was saying that elephants and orcas are two animals uh, specifically. Obviously, our brains are different shapes and, and whatever the fuck. But but they were saying that elephants and orcas specifically, if you compared it to a human's they use they are more empathetic and can feel more deeply than humans really can. yes and they are like more like it's nurturing crazy. and loving yeah i was just like that's we got wild. to the top of the food chain be- for a reason because mm-hmm. we are inherent we are inherently a violent species and in the book he talks about how like at the core we are serial killers we were bred to be serial killers because it's all about survival how could you stop how can you stop and think about how can you get to the top of the food chain if you're stopping and thinking about taking care of people right when you just are there to survive i wonder if that's why in like and now in our modern age that humans live constantly in like a, maybe this could it's like kind of like ingrained to like live in a constant state of fight or flight also with the way that western society is is set up to be but because yeah. our brains are kind of hardwired for that yeah. line of thinking because like, it keeps us in a, in a, a hostile state it, yeah it's i mean it's like you can think about it too like in the way that we have you know animals in captivity like a cat my cats are you know inside cats. Well, one of them is. P is rebellious. But the primal, but the primal instinct to like get out and kill and like do the, it's like, it's always there. Mm -hmm. Even when you've, you know, they've been raised in captivity. They don't have to fight for their lives. They don't have to kill things to get food. But instinctually, they're like, I gotta, I'm an animal. I gotta do this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, human beings are the same way. Right. We just have now developed, you know, I mean, it's like skills to think deeper. Why men, always have to show off their fishing pictures because they love to hunt. Yeah, primally... It's in their bones We're just vicious, hunt. primal beings. It's so crazy. We just wiped out the species because we could. Yeah. Sons of Cain, everyone. It's a good book. A History of Serial Killers also talks about how men are far more hardwired to murder than women. And that women that murder are usually just it's accomplices of, yeah, to men. And, well, that, but it's also, you. if they kill, it's usually because they're in a heightened emotional state because like they're doing it out of, it's like a crime of passion. Mm-hmm. Whereas men are more, uh, it is way more likely for men to just kill just for the sake of killing. Yeah. Whereas a woman usually is not just going to pick a rando and just go get off on the high. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. There's this new show on Peacock called, uh, based on a true story and it's about a serial killer. And it's really good. Okay. Love that. No, it's my turn. No, you no, it's just not. Read. You just read. No, you did. You just read. No, no you, you, you just, just read for a long time. You just read. That's why we just talked just about all that. that story that about the guy bringing her to the house. That was me. That yeah, was that was you. you. What so, the heck? So be quiet. Okay. <laughs> Worst customer slash owner of a restaurant. So I've been working as a host at a somewhat upscale restaurant, Chili's, for almost a year now. Olive Garden. Um, I have tons of whack-ass customer stories, but one of the most insufferable people I ever met was a rich old man that partially owned the restaurant. He always expected special treatment and was a dick to all of the employees working way harder than they should have to please him. Because he was one of the owners, he never, ever made reservations, which was which were almost required as we were always crazy busy and packed with people. So this fucker would show up with like six other people and expect a table in the first row with a river view immediately. If I couldn't get him a table, he would walk back and forth around my desk, constantly asking when it would be ready. 
I swear he got off on watching me stress out. And, okay. And that's a form of rape. Uh, another thing, and I don't, I'm not even kidding. Another thing about this dude, he loved expensive ass candy bars that, that we sold at a small store in the restaurant. No, he'd buy a bunch at a time, which, uh, which racked up because those hoes were like $5 each. When I would check him out at the store, he'd keep all the bars in his hands. So I'd have to reach way across the counter closer to him no, he didn't. to get them. He would pull this type of pedo shit with the younger girls no. at my job. He Then he would never hand me the money. No, he would throw a 20 or a $50 bill down on the counter when my hand was, uh, when my hand would already be out to take the money. That, you should be legally allowed to slap someone across the street. Uh, to, well, to slap someone across the face if they throw money at you like so that. So disrespect. What happened to this Fuck man? Fuck you. What happened to this? You think he has a micro penis? I think, no, I don't. I think, I uh, here's the thing. The, this, I think he has one of those like stingray penises, like a really like long, thin one, like a witch's finger. Like a really big head. Maybe. I'm talking just like long and thin, like a tail. Ew. Like a rat tail in between his legs slithering around. Ew. Uh, then he would never hand me the money. He would throw it on the counter when my hand was already out. One time this fool could not bear to wait behind another customer at the store. So he came up to me as I was bagging this lady's food. I tried to ignore him at first, but then he kept violently banging no. the, the bunch of candy bars down on the counter <sighs> till I acknowledged him. As always, he threw a 20 down. Assuming he made any change, I asked, how many bars do you have? I couldn't count them because he was clenching them in his hands. And, and he came back with eight, count them. And then walked out without letting me ring them up for them. Well, walked out without letting me ring them up for inventory. I almost strangled that dude on the spot, but if a customer service, but if customer service has taught me anything, it's that you can only give bad people what they deserve when you're off the clock. So if, if I ever see Candy Bar Man outside of the restaurant, he better run. You know what makes me so crazy about people like this is that it's just these like things, these like little things that are not illegal, they're not punishable by crime. Yeah, it, it's not a felony. It's just something that gives you um, deep disgust. Because you're like, this is a disgusting person. This is a disgusting person who probably treats people like shit, who acts like shit. But they like, and it's just in these little moments, you know, that they just get to fucking. They 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 let you have like a little peek behind their manicured uh, curtain of their personality, and you see that they're covered in like uh, figurative filth. This is a nasty person. This yeah. is a nasty person who should be in jail. He should be in jail. Now this is 100% true. Yeah. He's probably been kicked out of strip clubs, if not like banned. 100%. The entitlement? Yeah. 100%. That, for treating girls like that, for like making them bend, for like making them like go like yeah. the extra way yeah. to him, you know, like he's, they don't put up He's with got some there. real, uh, you know, he's got some real strict views on women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh God! These oh, of people, course. These people and I, I, should I, I, be in jail. I, I would guess that he probably doesn't have any brown friends either. So don't worry about Absolutely that. Absolutely does not. Absolutely doesn't. Probably has no friends. And that is and the ones that he does observation. Have. And there are so many people like this that exist in the world that just walk around just being fucking pieces of shit, ruining other people's. He days. probably has. Maybe he has like a wife that he like you know has swindled into marrying him. Maybe and, the, yeah. and then then her in uh, in his phone. She's in his phone instead of like Barbara or wifey. It's fat cunt. And then he cheats on her. You think it's fat cunt? I think it's fat cunt. Yeah, it definitely is. In his phone. Oh. We've oh. been we've been back back in our old ways for the last 20 minutes this or so. This is what happens when you get us riled up. Here's the thing. If you get me white hot angry, yeah. 
I'm gonna let a few fucking little bombs. Yeah, you're gonna, gonna let a few fat cunts in the last drop. Story too. All right. My ex-boyfriend stole my money and fucked a prostitute. Ah! Okay. See on YouTube. <sighs> okay. When I was 20 and living in London, I was in a relationship with a drug addict psychopath, but extremely cute. All right. Australian guy named Elijah. Of course, he's Australian. We met on a part. We met on a party doing cocaine in a squad. After a few days, we moved in together. Okay, what is what is what is this? And he just go off. He always talked about how he was God or something, because he had enlightened. He had an enlightened doing a lot of acid on his own in an empty room. Okay, okay. How come men can only ever have empathy after they've done six tabs of acid? So true. Until they are, unless they've like gone on an ayahuasca trip, they they don't have empathy. They're like, oh my god, I just did two bumps of uh, yeah. uh, two tabs of acid. No, I see. You the know world. what I realized? If my girlfriend says no, anal, I shouldn't press her. Wow. I'm like, no, so you no, had to like see in, you had to see in tie-dye to understand women's rights. Like what's going on? No, it's not even that. It's not even It literally he, is that. No, it's he needs to find another way to convince her to do anal. It's mm. not that he can just keep being like, come on, babe. He has to figure out a, another but way. But this is the only time. Well, yes, but it's also, I swear to God, it's after they do acid, that's when they're like, oh, I just have like a deep understanding. And it's like yeah. the surface, it's like just barely scratching the surface of a woman's empathy. If I want to do anal, then I have to take her to a nice dinner beforehand. I can't just say I want anal. I got to treat her a little nicer. That's what it is. They get enlightened. So they can kind of propose an idea in a different way. Yeah, and it's still bad. And it's still horrific. Okay, so he's enlightened now because he's done acid. Maybe he was schizophrenic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime that they think that they're God is... Watch out. Or when you guys are movie night and you're like, don't make any sudden moves, babe. They're on to us. You're like, okay. So the hidden cameras have now commenced. Right. So the acid activated his schizophrenia. Yeah. It's just what happened. Which actually can, that is that can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely happens. It's so scary. It's like a huge reason why I was always way too afraid to do any of these drugs. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, I was sure he was the love of my life, LOL. So I didn't mind paying the rent for him. We. Why do we as women do this? Because we're givers. Not to say that men don't do this, but like it's mostly women. Okay. I was working every day on an illegal food court. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Making only 50 euros a day every day of the week. Um, That's like a hundred bucks a day. Yeah. It's not so bad. Not double. No, it's not double, Honk. Is it not? No, it's, 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 it's 60 not double. Bucks. No, it's about the same. I think yeah, the euro is worth it's more. Like, than... It's like a quarter more. It's like Maybe, 25 cents more. But yeah, well, I don't know what. It's like 75 When bucks. this like. When this, st- look it up the one dollar to a euro, because I swear to God, when I was just over there, it was not. I mean, it's point. It's eight cents more. Okay. So I mean, it has at one time been, uh, a little bit more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Think uh, it, so it's it, giving a hundred dollars. It's eight cents more. Okay. So, to pay for everything. While he was drinking, stealing my drugs and money, and fucked a prostitute in our bed. Ah, there not is. in the bed. Not in the bed. Not in the bed. So, God. So, 50 euro is 53.97. So, I was close. Yeah. So, $100. giving far off. Far off. Yeah. So, it's giving $100. So, so I said uh, something that was closer and you were wrong. Okay. So, you fucked a prostitute in the bed. And so, you wish. And so, I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> the worst thing. I'm locking my door. The worst thing is, I was obsessed with this guy. I didn't, oh. I didn't even get to leave him. 
He broke up with me. Oh, oh no. That's the dude. worst, dude. He broke up with me after a few months and also still owes me like 3K or something. He got married to the girl he met three months later. <sighs> and just, I, who knows if she has any idea? No. And they moved to Vietnam. Hmm. Okay. And they have three kids. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I stalk him on social media when I feel bad about myself because he became really fat, ugly, lost all his hair before he turned 30 and has some chronic illness. Yeah, thank God. Have fun in Vietnam. Ah! Okay. Have fun in Nam, bitch. Okay. So this wasn't the last time me being a dumb bitch, but for sure the dumbest I've ever been. Sorry about pointing out that he got fat. That's okay. I've never been skinny and he always told me I would look good if I lose some weight. Fuck him. Ew. So it's payback time, bitch. Anyway, thanks for making my days better. Love to see that other people can be fucked up by circumstances and still try to be better, though. Love that. Okay, love that's you. And I'm so ending. sorry that he spoke to you like that. That's very sickening. And that's so true. So, you guys, that's when the episode, we I can't, have a lot wait, of stories. I have a really tiny short one. It's like literally like two senses. Please. Can I? Okay. Worst person I've ever met and lived with was my ex-roommate. Study your friends very carefully before you move in with them, kids. We were good friends for a couple years until I moved in with her. She was always getting drunk and going out and would get pissy at me when I wouldn't want to participate. She even got mad at me for hanging out with my best friend and would start fights because I wanted to stay in my room because I was depressed Whoa. and going through a horrible breakup at the time. Obvi, she didn't care. I had to work at 5 a.m. every day and she would consistently throw loud parties. I'm talking almost every night. Most of most of her time in bed, or sorry, most of her time uh, her night ended with her calling her other friends while she was trash. And when they would tell her to fuck off, she would scream and cry right outside my window like a goddamn baby. No, honey, that's a goddamn raccoon. Uh, she sucks. Living with her honestly sucked the life out of me. That bitch was a, truly a demon, and I hope she went to Al-Anon, but I know she didn't. Rest in piss, bitch, and, <laughs> enjoy, and enjoy your next carnation as a fucking roach you truly are. Love you. <laughs> Shakespeare once said, hell is empty and all the devils are here. And you want to know what? He was fucking right. And he was fucking right. And today's episode... Is sponsored by Shakespeare. Is sponsored by Bill himself. Okay, you guys. Um, okay, so that was our episode on the worst person you've ever met. Go ahead and send this person... Send this podcast to the worst person you've ever met and unblock them and then reblock them. Um, follow us on Instagram at teatime42069. Um, we post all the prompts there. And if you're on Patreon... Where if you're hot, you fucking should be. And you know what? Even if you're ugly, get on over there. Um, it's $5 a month. We do four extra episodes every month. Um, we post the prompts early now. So if you're on Patreon, yes. you get to see the prompts early. Yes. And we do all the extra stories. So today we got a bunch of stories. They're all going to be on Patreon. I said this in the beginning of the episode, but the other stories will be on Patreon. We've yeah. Got and we have a ones. really good juicer. We definitely hunker down and... and pretty much just read stories because where we do it, we record the Patreon right after this episode. So then we just kind of get straight into stories. So join us and on we Patreon. Say, yeah. And sometimes, oh, and we, uh, on last, month, on, I on. think it was the last episode. So some guy had sent us a unhinged email and I straight up just called him and I, and I asked him what was going on with that. And, oh yeah, that was fun. And sometimes yeah. we just do that. Sometimes I'll, I'll call you guys and I won't even block my phone number because I forget me. But anyways, um, if you like this podcast, tell someone or don't. And, um, as always email us at tea time stories for 2069 at gmail.com. We love you. See you on Patreon. Bye. Love you guys.